in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. We've got to interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. We'll to another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast, a nerd's paradise where we talk all things TV and film. I'm your host Brad and this is co-host Connor T. Hello, different chair. Different chair. Uh, How do I sound at the minute? You sound good. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone on the Twitter. I got more well wishes than I thought I would. Yeah, a lot Um, lot So for anyone that doesn't know and you're thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I was very selfish and got appendicitis. So we had to miss last week, and I had to get the little fucker taken out. Yeah, growing um, up now. Still, I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm on a week's recovery, but it's it's weird. If I sit up straight for more than five minutes, or I stand for more than five minutes, it's like a blinding stabbing pain. Ooh. It's horrible. That's but anyway, I'll, I'll try and push on. It's, it's all right. I'm on the sofa. I'm all right now. Um, so follow us on Twitter at Weekly Cut and on TikTok as well to join the conversation. Um, here's what made your cut this week. We got an absolute bundle of trailers to react to. We got Timothy Charlemagne's Wonka. Completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, John David Washington's The Creator, Star Wars series Ashoka, and DC's Blue Beetle. Um, Hugh Jackman's new Wolverine suit. I think that's fair to say that broke the internet. Yeah. Uh, that was the. I was at the hospital when that broke. You cheered. Uh, I did cheer and <laughs> then realised I should be doing that. Uh, we got a whole bunch of new Superman legacy casting. And also, for the first time in 60 years, we're going to get a little bit serious on the podcast. Mm. We've not been going for 60 years. We're <laughs> ready for, I thought that. I yeah, yeah uh, really? <laughs> the podcast has not been going for 60 years. Um, the Hollywood writers and actors have stroke. Stroke? Strucken? Stricken? They're on strike. Striked. Um, they've striked out. Um, <laughs> and it's massive, massive news. And we've got the updates for you to bring it. So for now, let's get into news and news and news. I had to think thing. about the button. Yeah, you had to think about it. And I just realised, oh yeah, I haven't got no, I don't know when the, the signal oh, yeah. for me to start speaking. Um, the first thing I will say, Connor, it's Barbenheimer. Yeah. Uh, now, Oppenheimer and Barbie comes out this Friday. Yeah. A couple of questions. Go. What are you watching out the two? Would you ever watch both on the same day? Go well, and shoot. I'll answer that immediately. I don't know if you've seen my board in the kitchen. I have not. I've got Oppenheimer Friday. Shut up. Barbie Saturday. Wow. I can't do the same day. What's, no, no, no. I don't think I nah. could. What's brought on the um, sort of seeing Barbie? Because on the podcast, I remember you was adamant you were not seeing yeah. that. Too much hype. Peer pressure. The marketing, mate. Yeah, I've been peer pressured. I do feel like if anyone says, why do they spend so much on marketing for movies? I was never going to watch this. Nah. And now from the clips and the... The Ryan Gosling's interviews is so funny when he's talking about his Kennedy. Um, yeah. I'm done. They've got me. Apparently, he's stand out. Apparently, as well. yeah. Apparently, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. You've heard it here first. Next week, we'll be talking both of those. I'll wrap that up at the end of the show to let you know. Um, right. Let's jump over to Deadpool three. Ryan Reynolds revealed Hugh Jackman's new Wolverine suit to the world. What was your thoughts? Is that more comic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I. Have we seen him in the yellow suit? Yet? No, and that's what, you know, people... There was yeah. a tease, you might remember the briefcase tease at the end of Apocalypse or something like that, where they, they teased his yellow and um, his yellow iconic suit. You know the the animated 90s um, X-Men? Yeah. That, it's that suit. Yeah. Yeah, so they're bringing that 
fans are going crazy. It does look great. Yeah, I used to have a little action figure. You and did? That's how I remember Wolverine, so yeah. this is perfect. Yeah, so absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see him in that. He's going to look fantastic. Uh, we also saw um, the 20th Century Fox logo. Yeah. Um, so I think that confirms the absolute mess that we're going to see, which is basically just Ryan Reynolds taking the piss out of the entire Fox universe from Fantastic Four um to deadpool uh to what else did we have we had blade was sony wasn't it um yeah. we had oh daredevil um ben oh, yeah. affleck's daredevil and stuff like that and he's just gonna be going through killing that universe off yeah and i didn't know craig remind or let us know that there's actually a comic book run yes of deadpool kills marvel or something like that yeah deadpool, deadpool kills the multiverse That's i think it, it is yeah. and so I tried it. I had no idea about. So I think they're basically maybe adapting that, but instead of the multiverse, the Fox universe. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it so much, but I think having the 20th Century Fox logo is too on the nose. It's coming in. If it's, if Deadpool's coming to the MCU, this is too on the nose. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. And you kind of spoke quite adamantly, vigorously, intently last week yeah. about too many multiverse stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um. So if they try and make it a little bit different, a bit more fun, maybe they'll sort of nail it here, but they're up against it. With yeah. Everyone's a little bit sick of it. So Yeah, and as we'll get into, we'll probably get into later, Hollywood is struggling. Massively. What an absolute fuckery this yes, year is. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Yeah. And obviously the, the strikes, and we're going to get into it, it doesn't help the situation, but I think we we agree it's needed. But, but yeah, it's just Hollywood is in big trouble. Yeah, and we touched on it uh, last episode. Yes. The, the Hollywood Woes. Go listen. Called. Go listen. It's good app. Yeah. Good app. But yeah, they've got a lot to do. 100%. Um, right. Now, should we move over to DC quickly? Um, Superman Legacy. Yep. Um, no no idea sort of why so much casting is coming out at the minute, but we've got four new cast members. I'm going to run for them really quick. You tell me if you even know them. You'll yeah. probably know one of them, I think. Um, but uh, if you don't know him, that's fine. We'll explain about the character and we'll see about do we still trust James Gunn, etc. Yeah. Um, so we've got Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, a.k.a. Green Lantern. Yep. We've got Eddie Gathurgy as Mr. Terrific. We've got Isabella Merced, plays Hawk Girl, and Anthony Carrigan as the DC hero Metamorpho. Um, so first of all, I assume you don't know many of those actors or many of those characters. No. I don't. Not one, really. Does anything excite you there? Mm, not really. Do you know Nathan Fillion is? I do. I know the name. You know Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He's, um, you know, you know, in Guardians 3, he's James Gunn's like, dude, he's one of his good mates. You know the face. Yes. He's the one who was the prison in the, the, the orange jumpsuit thing in the, when they was in that prison escape. So he's actually voiced Green Lantern in animated movies before. Okay. That I've watched Flashpoint and stuff like that. Um, and he's always been fan casted as, um, uh, what's it? Nathan Drake was a big fan cast where he should have played Nathan Drake. Yeah. And um, this, but yeah, he's the only one that's a bit exciting, but I I don't think he should be making his mates. Yeah. This is trouble. And we, we said about this with the DCEU as well. His mates down on board, Peacemaker, his wife's down on board. And exactly. All that. And also he is kind of just mentioned Nathan Fillion played. I know it was only a small role, so don't come at me. He played uh, the detachable kid TDK in you remember the guys whose arms come off in the Suicide Squad on yeah. the beach and they go along the beach and they start punching people and that was Nathan Fillion. So yeah. he's, although it's a small role, he's been in a de- recent DC movie. There was no need for that. No, I, I don't, yeah, this is not, this is not good. 
it's a little bit iffy, but yeah. it's fine. We, I mean, I think we still trust James Gunn, but I think he maybe could have avoided that one. Um, just a quick one, Eddie Cathedji. Uh, people know him from X Men First Class. He played Darwin, the mutant. Um, good to see him back. Yeah, uh, Mister Terrific is quite a cool character. Just sort of like a, a tech what whiz guy. Sounds um, terrific. We've heard. Sounds terrific. Yeah. Sounds terrific. Um, and Hulk girl, good to see her back. She looks rather attractive. Yeah, oh, very Isabella. I've been looking. Oh, you love to look. Fair yeah, enough. Lovely. Uh, and Anthony Carrigan, probably the most exciting out of those four as Metamorpho. Um, now, one thing is they're all heroes. So ah. um, I think it's confirmed. We're definitely getting a world where this DCU is very heavily used to supernatural and superhero people. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a weird take. It's not like Origins or anything like that. Superman is going to be an origin. But would that be quite interesting if... Superman comes in and starts becoming Superman. He's got all his powers, etc. So it's not an origin of how he become um, Superman. But um, is that going to be quite a core cool aspect where there's already a group of heroes and then someone who's so almighty powerful? Yeah, Superman. Maybe that's an interesting dynamic. But what do you think about that? The world already populated with heroes. Yeah, I can take. We haven't seen that before. No, we haven't. So we? I would take that, and that would be quite cool because I think there'll be a power struggle. Yes. And that would be cool because it's sort of good v good, but which side do you root for? And that would be a good aspect. Of it. And w- would you trust someone with that much power? Yeah. Just over, hang on, just because he's wearing a red cape and smiles, and puts gel in his hair. He's got a nice little head. He's got a nice little, little curl. curl. <laughs> David Corrisweat's doing the curl, we know it. Uh, yeah, no, I think that could be quite a cool dyna- dynamic, so I, I think I agree with you there. But we still trust James Gunn, though. We trust him. We trust we him. trust him in his white hair. Right. So, yeah, what's, is he going to have that for the rest of his life now? I don't know. I love you, James, but I'll say you're 50. Yeah, yeah. Silver Fox. Yeah, Silver Fox. Fair enough. Um, Right. History was made in Hollywood last week when the American Actors Union called a strike. Mm. They joined the Writers Guild, who are also on strike, which is the first time in 60 years this has happened. This is a huge developing story. Um, I think Connor's got a list of major um, movie productions that have been halted or... Yeah. Um, So some big films. uh, Deadpool 3. Course, um, Ridley Scott's Gladiator 2, which is a, a big film, was all looking yeah. forward to that. That's going to be delayed. Uh, Venom 3, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beetlejuice 2, Mortal Kombat 2, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is a massive one as well. Huge. Um, apparently, they've filmed loads, all, most of their movie already. Uh, Chris from the director, Chris McCrow, was saying, but but yeah, what's Tom Cruise doing just sitting at home, just furious? I bet he's right because obviously, he can't promote movies anymore so they did break for promotion for dead reckoning part one so they haven't been filming part two for a while yeah but now he can't promote the movie for dead part one and can't film part two he's going to go absolutely mental i think he smashed his ass up he smashed his ass yeah. up yeah into and, a johnny depp and then he drove off a cliff a dr- yeah parachute. that's it and then just make sure someone films it for a stunt <laughs> um yeah no it's, it's absolutely mental um so what do they want i thought it's best if i explain because not to brag here at the weekly car but we done a tweet yeah. about the, the strike and uh, the, the tweet was viewed over 4.7 million uh, accounts. That's wild. And there was a lot, a lot of, we had a lot of discussions, healthy discussions, some not so healthy and we, yeah. we just ignored them. Um, but there was a lot of confusion around why they're striking. 
etc. So we thought it'd be best to cover it here on the weekly cut and just have an open conversation and try and give you the listeners uh, the, the sort of the ins and outs and the updates about it. If you've got any opinions, please feel free to go at weekly cut and, and let us know your thoughts. It's as I just said, it's a huge story that we'll be developing over the next few weeks. So yeah. we'll do our best to bring you that. How do I sound? Uh, sound good? Sound good. Yeah. Sound good. Fair yeah, enough. Me. Um, right. So what do they want now? Uh, do you actually know what they want, Con? More money. Yeah, I guess so. I think they, they want more residual. That's it's a residual payment. It's the residual it? payments yeah. and AI. So those are the two major factors, and we're just going to break them down a little bit for you now. So one of the main factors is fair residual payments from streaming services, streaming services being the key there. For anyone that doesn't know, a residual payment is a huge part of making money as an actor. Um, so the cast of Friends, for example, they was on the network for, for years and still now. I know they're on Netflix, but ignore that for a second. They're on Comedy Central here in the UK. Yeah. God knows it was on all the time when we was in Vegas recently on Cable Network. So David Schwimmer, Courtney Cox are still going to get residual payments for that. Um, and lower actors, when you're not working, residuals is what gets you by on your rent and your stuff like that. So a residual payment is so huge for an actor. Um, then along comes streaming services. Now, the difference between a cable network and a streaming service like Netflix is they don't, and me and Connor have spoke about this on the podcast, they don't show their viewing numbers. Yeah. It's very naughty, and they don't have to, which also is a bit naughty. Yeah. Um, so a good example for that is Squid Game, a little show. I think a few people watch. No, yeah. one of the biggest phenomenons in TV history. Rubbish, rubbish. No, uh, brilliant. Everyone watched it. Yeah. Um, it was the most viewed show on Netflix history. Um, it made them approximately nine hundred million pounds. Netflix. Jesus Christ! I didn't know that. Jesus that Christ! Made me laugh stomach. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was such a genuine Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, 900 million pounds con, and apparently the creator barely made anything. So okay. again, the residual payments are just shit around streaming services. So something's got to be sorted with that. Um, now, the other big factor of the strike is that studio uh, studios around Hollywood proposed that background performers should be able to be scanned, get one day's pay, and the studio should own that scan for eternity. Oh, they get that one-off payment and their likeness and their want and no consent and no compensation. That was a genuine proposal put by the studios, which is when the, bro- the negotiations broke down and the strike was initiated. That'll be the end of Hollywood. That is a disgrace. There'll be no more actors ever. I'm trying to be subjective and impartial and just reporting this. Yeah. That's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, because that, that means those backgrounds are up-and-comers. Yeah. Everyone starts in the background, so if that's the case... There'll be no actors left in the world. When all the actors now die, there'll be no one left. R.I.P. What do they do? No, but Connor's right. So literally, they are saying, so say Connor, you wanted to get into acting. They're they're basically saying you would show up and they'd go, and by the way, this has apparently already been done and very bad. So actors reported that on big film sets, they'd been asked to come into this trailer and they've been like quite scanned quite intensely. And then they've just gone, oh no, don't, it's nothing. And it's for that reason. So now they're on like a drive owned by the company and they can just, instead of paying actors and stuff like that, they can just populate them in the background oh, yeah. with CGI and stuff. Disgusting. That's so bad. That is bad. Um, anyway, not good. But I think one of Connor's heroes may have uh, come out and said something in the news. Uh, so if you could read Mr. Iger's statement, yeah. Connor, Connor messaged me about this. It's, it's quite bad. Come on, Bob. Right, here we go. <laughs> this is Bob Iger quote. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. 
and they are adding to the set of the challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. This is very disturbing to me. Now, am I correct in thinking he said this from his private island or his... Uh, I believe so, with his massive £400 million check. Uh, Look, that is not great from one of the, probably the biggest company out there, Disney. Yeah. Their CEO, they're supposed to be a front runner for this, and that is just shocking. Yeah. Um, We've got a clip to play now as well. This is from Sean Gunn, the brother of James Gunn, on the picket line on the strike when this news broke. When Bob Iger talks about uh, what a shame it is, he needs to uh, remember that in 1980, um, CEOs like him made 30 times what the worker, what their lowest worker was making. Now Bob Iger makes 400 times what his low, lowest worker is. And I think that's a shame, Bob. And maybe you should take a look in the mirror and, and what, ask yourself, why is that? And not only why is that, is it okay? Is it morally okay? Is it ethically okay that you make that much more than your lowest worker? And if so, why? Why is that okay? If your response is that that's just the way business is done now, that's just the way corporations work now, well, that sucks, and that makes you a person if that's your answer. It's, you know what, that's pretty spot on. And he's also, remember, he's crackling. He's genuinely still part yeah. of Marvel slash Disney. I think he's dead. I think he's 100%. <laughs> yeah. He has just been killed off camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, Con, just just your thoughts, really. Because Connor's a, you know that if you're regular listeners, Connor's a big Disney goer, etc. What does that mean for you, those Bowiger comments? I think it's disgusting. And I think he's missed the mark. And he's missed the point. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'll... I'll he was so respected. I think he's lost a lot of respect. Well, he was, Connors, you said this before, he's supposed to be the good Bob. Yeah. And bring back Trepec, I say. He wouldn't have got involved. He would have been somewhere else just not getting involved because yeah. he can't be asked to know what to do. How bad is that? But I just think you've got to remember that the films you make, you've got the big stars, but those other actors make you the money. The writers make you the money. The VFX artists make you the money. And to come out with that whilst you're sitting on your... Ivory Tower, yeah, whatever the, the it's, phrase is. It's not right. It's not right. I think that's absolutely disgraceful. And um, the leader of the uh, SAG AFTRO, who the union, uh, come out and basically said Disney should lock him away and never let him do PR again. Yeah. And I completely agree. That is terrible. I've got something quite disgusting to say now, just quickly. As Connor just said, it is, it is a bit of a sham. Um, but Deadline released an article was uh, this uh, last week quoting an, an anonymous studio executive. So we don't know what company it was for but a high-up executive that confirmed their plan is to just wait it out until people start losing their homes. They don't care, do they? They really don't. That's that's really bad. So, so bad. I can't believe that is actually an article that was released by someone like Deadline. Yeah. Um, Just terrible. Yeah, start losing their apartments and losing their houses. That's the end game, they called it. Yeah, this is definitely some of them. Yeah, yeah. Disney. I think... This is where big actors, because a lot of people on our Twitter missed the mark. Yes. And they were saying, oh, these poor, poor actors, why should I care when nurses get paid much less? Everyone has to look, earn a living. Yes. They've chose acting. They've chose nursing. It's, they're respected in their own right. You you get you deserve to be paid fairly for what you do, whatever industry you're in. 100%. So actors shouldn't get shitted on because they're actors. Exactly that. And it's that's the point. So I think this is where big actors should step up and say... I'm not making films for you anymore. Definitely. Until you sort this out, I'm not doing anything. That's like uh, Christopher Nolan's been really praised this week, come out basically saying he's not um, working on any new movie until this is sorted. He called this a real 
pivotal, one of the most pivotal moments in Hollywood history between sort of executives and studios and the normal day-to-day Hollywood people. It's such a vital moment. So he's just supporting that the, the Hollywood people, which is yeah. really good because someone of that caliber and that, you know, that gravitas should, or whatever the, I'm trying to figure the word, but someone that big and iconic in film, it's really good to see that yeah. being said. And another thing that people miss the mark on, on our Twitter and I assume everywhere else is that this isn't for people like Matt Damon. Yeah. He's fine. He's doing all right. He probably just got 30 million for Oppenheimer. Yep. He is fine. And he was, as he was saying, you know, you have to make, I think it's 26,000 you have to make through acting before you qualify for health insurance. Mm. So, and apparently some people are struggling to make that. So this union represents 160,000 actors. This isn't your cast of Oppenheimer. Forget those. Yep. Forget your Robert Downey Juniors. They're fine. Forget your Hugh Jackmans, your Ryan Reynolds. They're watching Wimbledon now. They've shut down the production. They're fine. They've got their houses. But the people that were acting in that, that were low down, probably getting no money. Yeah. So yeah. it's for those people that they're striking to make sure they get a fair wage. And Connor just summed it up perfectly. It doesn't matter what your industry is, you get a fair wage. Yeah, you have to get a fair wage for what you do. And if you're talented and you can do your job, you should be paid fairly and not scrape and scrimp. No. And now that is a great segue to end it. We're going to give you just some some figures here to show you the golf slash gap between execs and day-to-day Hollywood workers. Yeah, this is wild as well. So uh, David Zaslav sits at number one, uh, 498 million for Warner Bros. And Discovery. He's literally gutted the company to sell it and he's getting that much pay. No man should get that much money. Um, number two, Ari Emanuel, 346 million. Um, UFC and WWE media owner, they merged recently. Yeah. So, uh, Number three, Reed Hastings, 209 million for Netflix. This is disgusting. Uh, number four, Robert Iger. $195 million for Disney. Yeah. Uh, and then Ted San- Sarandos. Yeah. $192 million for Netflix. 192 192 yeah. Uh, meanwhile, average screenwriter pay has dropped by 14% in the last five years. Terrible. And they and they give us what we want. Yeah, if there's no right... I mean, it's the, as we mentioned up top, it's not just the actors. The writers have been on strike for a few weeks. Um, without the writers, there's nothing. There's nothing, yeah. Same with the actors. So, um, I mean, studios are losing money daily because of these productions shut down. So can you imagine? Can you imagine what they're losing daily on that massive Deadpool three set, Disney? Yeah. So just sitting there. Hopefully, they get forced into making a bloody decision. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, we'll go on to some trailers now. But but yeah, that is just we thought we'd bring you that because it's such a huge story. It's going to affect Hollywood for the next decade without yeah. question. They're going to be, it's a knock-on effect. It will always be like that. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed. They just bloody pay them and we can get back to making movies. Please, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Trailers? Trailers. Nice. Bosh. Right. Let's start with it. Let's start with Wonka. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, I'm just going to throw this straight to you because yep. I personally really liked the trailer. Okay, yeah. I didn't believe Charlemagne was Wonka, though. Yeah, correct. Okay, so yeah. back to you. What did you think of the trailer? Um, if I'm honest, I didn't like it. Oh, wow. Fuck yeah. I like Willy Wonka killing kids and singing songs about it. Well, okay, yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He kills a kid and sings a little song about it. Did you like the Johnny Depp version? No. No, that was shit. But G- you, Dream, Dream Wilder's... Wilder's... Only. Yeah. Dream Wilder only. Charlemagne, I don't believe he's Wonka. Although he's a younger Wonka, I saw that I don't... I don't buy it. He's, he's, he isn't, I ain't getting the quirkiness yeah. out of him. He, he, I'm not, you try like the bit when he goes, 
um, put it up and wreck it down. No, nope, reverse it. Whatever he says. Yeah, in the trailer. Reverse, didn't spin it by didn't it. really. La- I'm not getting that nutty. Don't get wrong. He's a great actor. He looks fantastic in June. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not getting Willy Wonka vibes. No. And which I, is when the movie's called Wonka. And it's the same with um Hugh Grant as Numpa Loompa. Doesn't doesn't make sense. That's so bad. Just it, a gimmick. It's quite bad. Um, we're not going to get into it because that kicked off this week. All the bloody controversy around Snow White. You probably saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not getting into that. We've spoken about that months ago. It's, it's disgraceful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not... I, th- I think, you, I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes, out of the seven dwarves, there's six fully grown men and there's only, like, one actual person who's a dwarf. And Rob Davis, like, is it? And I was speaking... Probably, he probably it's always Rob Davis. Yeah. <laughs> and I was speaking to my mum about it. My mum was like... Poor actors that have worked hard who are a dwarf, have got yeah. dwarfism, or, or you know, and, and it, poor actors. Yeah. They're probably thinking, oh, I don't know, Snow White, White movie, I bloody auditioned for that. Nah, we're, do, we're doing six foot people. Yeah, I've got one of seven chances. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't. You just killed me. I mean, it's the same with this. Yeah. Why would you do a CGI Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa? It's what I don't like because they're doing, they don't know with Johnny Depp one, the Oompa Loompas look the same. They should look, be Dream Wilder, all look different. Yes. Just yes. All, Different actors as Oompa Loompas. Yes. But the, the Hugh Grant is stupid. I think, when I watched the trailer and I saw from the producer of Paddington, I went, oh. But what, I was about to ask, have you not watched their movies? I've not. No. Apparently they're fantastic. I know, yeah. And I think it's Paul King, isn't it? The director that's doing this, doing Wonka as well. Oh, the same person. The actual director. So, I mean, I got Wonka, but you had Matt Lucas in there. You had Rowan Atkinson yeah. as the chocolate cartel. It sounded quite a funny story. I did quite get on board with that. But, yeah, um, for a movie called Wonka, I didn't believe Timothy was... was nah, I'm not buying I it. I think them... Do you know who would have been good? Sue me. Go on. Ezra Miller. Yeah, he would have. I think he would have been a really good, quirky, crazy... Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Wonka. Anyway, probably going to get shot down for that one. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it there. Um, let's move on to... What did you think of the new Ashoka trailer we got this week? This looks really good. It does. Yeah, this looks action-packed. A bit like Secret Invasion, that's action-packed. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying that. This looks the same, whereas every episode I'm going to be like, oh, I can't wait for the next yes. one. Yes. And I think we're going who's to... And who's the big bad guy? Uh, Ray Stevenson, who recently Pass, passed yeah. away, didn't he? He looks brilliant. He does look fantastic. You are getting... I know there's, we've, we spoke about some theories on on could he, who he could possibly be, etc. I don't actually care, because he does look fantastic. Yeah. He's not a Sith, he's not a Jedi, it looks. He's just a big fucking... You know, he's got an agenda. I just love it. He's got that real presence about him when he's on yeah. screen. Um, you've got uh, <coughs> Lars Mikkelsen um, as Thrawn. You've got a little glimpse of him. Yeah. Blue face, red eye. Um, as Connor said. And do you know what I like about this? Because although it's very, it's basically season five of Rebels, they've confirmed that, the animated show that's quite beloved. I loved it. Brilliant show. But for you that's not seen Rebels, <clears throat> I don't think it matters because you're loving the trailer. Yeah. Don't, you don't care what... You're going to learn these people. You're going to get to know. Yeah. Um. So I think they're appeasing people like me that love Rebels, but also fans that just want a fucking Star Wars action-packed series. Just want lightsabers. Just want lightsabers. And if, you, if you've got Sabine and Ezra in there as well, then those Fantastic. fans will love it. But for me, I just want to see lightsaber fights. Someone's done their research on names. I know. Oh, well. I know. Fair this play. podcast. This yeah, podcast, fair yeah. play. Uh, right, let's move on. We'll, we'll be quick on this one. Yep. Look. Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, they were considering delaying this because they can't do any promotion for it because of the strike. Um, so the the main actor has come out, um, done a, a big video just before the strike saying, I can't promote it, etc. 
I don't think it was going to help it either way. I think it's nah. probably going to do quite low numbers. I think it's only got a budget of 100 mil, so it might make 200 and, and you know, break even or whatever yeah. when you add on marking. Are you excited for this at all? Not really. No, this is a type of film, if it's on, on my telly or on streaming, then I'll probably pop it on and watch it in the background, but I don't think I'll sit down and be invested in it. I don't really care for it. I was on. I was sort of interested when it first came out and and the first trailer and the first sort of info started leaking about it but then the more i've seen of it it's so generic yeah the um the, the villain is the same thing as him and the whole my family's not my weakness they're my strength yeah and it's like it's the most generic comic book movie i've ever seen yeah i, I just i don't see how that's <laughs> exciting it is exciting for um as a for latino purposes the first latino led superhero movie yeah and that's great. That's good, yeah, fair enough. I love Jolo, the main star. He's Cobra Kai kid. Brilliant. But as a movie, uh, I think DC are just... Uh, they're not marking it, really. Anyway, yeah. this, this is the only thing they've done, this trailer. They, they're they just cutting their losses and keeping the minimum money down on marketing. Uh, I think that's fair enough. It's a shame, but... What can, you, enough, do? What can you do? Uh, now, the sleeper hit of 2023... It might not smash it at the box office, but it might bring back hype for moviegoers. Yeah. Uh, this is The Creator. Comes out on September 29th. Uh, this looks fantastic. I hope you agree. I think this is going to be... Do you, know you get them films that are like cult classics? Yes. In like years and years' time, I think this is going to be... I, actually, I know what you mean by that. I completely agree. Though These sort of sci-fi type blockbusters, yeah. especially the ones that sort of got no hype around it. I know it has got hype, and we got a lot of hype on our Twitter when we tweeted it today from comments, but it, there was no sort of big emergence around it. It was just sort of, oh, shit, they're doing a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And like you say, I think this will last. Uh, yeah, I think it looks brilliant. And um, Greg Frazier is doing the cinematography. Uh, he's, as we know, he's, we're a big fan of him here. He's doing, he'd done the Batman. He's doing Dune. He'd done the Mandalorian. He's an absolute god when it comes to cinematography. Yeah. And how good does this look? Oh, the explosions, like the nuke bombs, they look brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. And do you know why it's good as well, I think? Because this film is almost too close to home. Because this could happen one day in in our world. That's a really good point. Yeah. We're, we're, talk, we're having a bit of an open chat about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning a little bit yeah. later. Has similar sort of vibes as what Connor's talking about there in terms of you know technology, AI, and and, and machines. Um, yeah, it's, it is close to home. It's a really good point actually. Yeah. You could see this as a future of Earth. You yeah. can because in ter- when Terminator came out, you thought, "Oh, this will never happen. No way. This is but it's good." But now we're like, "This could this could happen next year." Hundred percent. It's man. Hundred percent. Um, also, one thing to note: this is Gareth Edwards' director. He done Rogue One. You can see parallels. It looks yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah, can't wait. John David Washington. Need to see more of him in Hollywood because he he was brilliant in Tenet. Um, I didn't watch. Uh, was it called Black Klansman? I didn't actually watch that one, but I think he was good oh, yeah. in that. But I need to see more of him because he's a good actor. Yeah, like father like son. Like father like son. Uh, right. Uh, that brings us to the end of our trailer segment. Mm. I think it's time we talk Mission Impossible. Yeah, let's do I feel it. like it should have been a soundbite. I should have done a soundbite with a with a dun 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 there, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> right, just quickly, the film does have a huge budget. We mentioned it last week or the, the week before. Two hundred ninety million pound budget. Yeah, it done okay worldwide opening weekend. It made two hundred thirty five million. It did come under projections uh, predictions though. Um, now has great word of mouth. Ninety five and ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes for critic and audience score. So I anticipate we'll have some legs. Yeah. 
but we are about to, you know, get Oppenheimer and Barbie, etc., and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll see how this does, but it's going to need to make at least six hundred million to break even. It's tough nowadays. It is tough. Uh, just come out that Indiana Jones is not even going to make four hundred million. Oh. That cost three hundred and twenty million to make. Good. So it's going to make a massive Disney loss. Good. Uh, pay your writers and actors. <laughs> um, anyway, spoilers ahead. Should we just go spoilers ahead for now? Connor's going to do it. Quick one. Just a little quick one. That's all you need nowadays. Yeah. Um, pay your writers. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, so, Connor, just straight to you while yeah. I open a beer. Can I have the uh, <laughs> bottle open on my sir? Um, what, did you, what did you think of the movie? First thoughts. I thought it was really, really good. I, I Really, really? Two reallys? Two reallys, yeah. Because uh, they're great. But I'm struggling to see the high 90s score on Rotten Tomatoes. I will say that. Okay, fair. Uh, be interesting to note here, me and Connor have not, because obviously I've been a little bit busy, so has Connor. We've not actually had a chat about Mission Impossible. Yeah. I only saw it yesterday as well. So we've not. I have no idea his thoughts on things in the movie that I'm interested to yeah, see what true. his thoughts are. So, um, yeah, I think I'm on Connor's wavelength there. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good action movie. Um, it had it had some issues which I'm going to get straight into in a second. Well, it might be an issue for for, for you. I, it might not be. I want to talk straight about the villain. Yeah. So it was, I thought, quite a strange choice for a Mission Impossible movie. Uh, and let's just sum up. You can help me explain it f- uh, for people that you know. Don't if you if you are listening, you haven't you don't care about spoilers, or if you was a bit unsure about the plot details, then we'll try and break it down. So. The main villain is an entity, but when we say entity, it was an AI that grew too smart yeah. and becomes sentient. So it's a living, thinking being. Yeah. That's literally Basically, what's happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, the world governments are racing around to get their hands on it first because the source code is the key to controlling this sentient being now. Yeah. And it can it can manifest in anything technological. Anything analog, you're sweet, you're good, you're all right. That's it, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's basically the crux of it. And they, it has a puppet uh, played by Isa Morales, Isa Morales, I think his name is, really good actor. Um, but I felt like he could have just been a good villain yeah. without being controlled by an AI entity. Yeah, I would have preferred if he was a villain with control of the AI. Yeah. That's better. Flip it around. I didn't think of that, actually. That's better. I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Did you have that feeling about the, this... The villain. Did you like that AI aspect or was you a little bit like confused? Yeah. I, John, my first thought was when I saw the AI was a villain, I thought this isn't Mission Impossible. I thought that as this well. Is a, this is a bit too, this is more like Red Notice Netflix style or something like that. Yeah. But you know, it's awful fast and furious. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, cause they had that God's eye thing, didn't they? In that franchise. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, really, really good movie. And there's some really good things to talk about. And we will talk about, but that that's why I'm not. This movie was great. I'm not there. I'm not there because yeah. You know, but main factor like the the villain. I I just didn't. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I I'm don't. Sorry. I don't know. That that's just our opinion on it. Well, it would be interesting to see what you guys thought if you liked it. Like when you think of Mission Impossible Fallout, it was really good. That John Lark, Henry Cavill was the secret, and yeah, he had his own agenda, and it was. I found that much more engaging than this. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will mention, I really liked uh, Pom Clementith, who played uh, Paris, I think her name was, um, was the uh, Asian sword master. Yes. Uh, who played... I don't know. You know. Uh, she's Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Oh, yeah, of course she is. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a different change in roles. Yeah. Uh, she um, she will. We will talk. Obviously, it's not, we're in spoilers. So it doesn't matter. She is back for the next one as well. Oh, okay. She didn't die at the end there. Oh, interesting. She's back. Um, yeah, really, really liked her. A um, lot, lot of controversy out there at the minute because uh, we're just gonna, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. It's a podcast. Um, she she doesn't say much, does she? Yeah. And basically, there's a, there's a bit of a stereotype with Asian martial art actors that they just don't get any lines and they're just there. And it is a fair point. Yeah, you have got a point. She didn't. She said a few bits in French. But... Just grunts and yeah. smiles and laughs. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's someone brought it up, and it's going around the rounds on online. It's become that's a bit fair. viral. Yeah. It's quite. But anyway, she, for what she was given, I thought she was brilliant. I thought she was a really menacing role. Yeah, and then it flipped, and I felt empathy for her at the end. So fair enough. Yeah. Um. Right. Shall we talk? <coughs> let's talk the women of this movie. Yes. Um. Let's talk about one of the best things, in my opinion. And we'll see if Connor agrees. I thought the introduction and the addition of Hayley Atwell as yeah. Grace was brilliant. Oh, she is, she was brilliant. Not, no, we can say it. I've not seen Connor again a little bit whispery. Here. I'm hot. I'm really hot. She looks fantastic. Oh, she looks fantastic. I'll just be honest. She's so attractive. Yeah. And I, they, know I whispered again. Our, our partners are in the other room and yeah. it's only a conservatory window blocking the noise. It's double glazed. But she's extremely attractive. But yeah. also, she the, the buddy cop aspect she made with Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, I didn't expect that. Yeah. It wasn't full-on romance because of Rebecca Ferguson's Isla, which we'll get onto her in just a second. But did you like the interaction? Did you like Grace? Did you like yeah, Hayley? Yeah. I think the, the British accent was lovely. Connor might as well just end the podcast because he's got a semi I'm, I'm flustered. But yeah, the, the bit in Rome was brilliant. It was, it was funny. Oh, let's talk about Rome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was quite funny. It was uh, action-packed. And there, you could feel their chemistry in that yeah. car. It was really good. You know, I found really weird, but... Uh, by the way, no, not weird for Mission Impossible because it's embarrassing for Fast and Furious. But it was really close in terms of the Rome scene in yeah. both movies. They, I, I'm pretty sure they went down the same stairs backwards in a car. Yeah, the um, Spanish steps. Yeah, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, it's Sp- yeah, yeah. They like not only went down the stairs but backwards. It was quite weird yeah. how they both done that. Um, and I thought the chase scene, the you know changing cars. It was my cinema was laughing when the little yellow bug yes um, motor it was absolutely brilliant um just before that i want to talk about the airport scene so that they come to rome by way of abu dhabi yeah how good was that airport scene where you had the introduction of grace yeah um you had the agency hunting ethan you had uh simon pegg's benji so trying to do a cipher to stop a nuclear bomb yeah um I just thought it was so Mission Impossible and they were messing with the facial recognition to make it look like yeah. Ethan Hunt was and our Saudi Arabian kids. I thought, what did you make of that whole... Brilliant. There was so much going on. Yeah. There was so much going on. It was a lot going on but handled and balanced perfectly. Yeah. And I thought it was good. That was a... Uh, other than... That was probably one of my favourite scenes bar in the opening in the in the submarine. I really enjoyed the opening. Well, because of how tense it was or... Yeah. And, then, and the action and it was so realistic as well. I thought it was when it did like explode, and it, but I thought, oh, yeah, bad time. Do you know what Jade said that to me? She turned <laughs> to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, what Connor's, Connor's explaining there? Um, do you want to just explain? I tell you what. Do you want to help explain the key situation? It's probably best we talk about that as well. So the film opens up and uh, with these two halves of a key. Yeah, and that's that basically unlocks. Is that what unlocks the source code? Uh, source code on this 
submarine. Yeah, which is the main to control the to entity. Control it, yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and as Connor said, it, the a submarine gets hit and implodes. Um, and my my partner Jade instantly went cool. It's a bit close to home at the minute. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit uh, and not, you see him all dead and floating. Yeah, oh god, you see him floating. Yeah, my god. Uh, but yeah, it was really tense. It was yeah. a really good scene. Uh, and then it ends, comes full circle because it ends. The sh- end shot is the submarine. Yeah, uh, really cool. Um, you know, um, hundred percent. Tom Cruise is doing the deepest dive in the world, and he's going to go deep dive. Oh, I didn't even think of he's that. He's doing it. He, do you know what? He holds the he held the record of a underwater scene until Kate Winslet in Avatar Two. Oh yeah. So I bet he tries to steal that back. He's coming with for an it. Underwater scene. Yep. Uh, if you've nailed that, if you've got that, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, right, just spoke about those two really good scenes in Abu Dhabi and Rome. Uh, back to the women, Haley. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm a huge fan of Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, so I think she's very attractive. Yeah, she is. But she helped revitalize this franchise um, with incoming. Now she was done dirty, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I didn't feel like she had a great story in this. She sort of just come and went, and even her death. Did you feel, maybe you did, and I just read it wrong, did you feel Ethan was pissed off enough or did you think it just sort of brushed over him a little bit? Yeah, he sort of looked at her and thought, oh, shit. I've got Hayley now anyway. That's, and that's what I felt. I thought, well, he's, I thought, well, he's got the other one. And it just it did feel like that. And I thought, with um, Hayley, I thought, will you stop fucking running because you get them on my nerves? Yes. You're causing all this. Just please, look, you can trust him now. My God. Gosh, she kept doing it. Leave it. Like in certain, I love the sleight of hand aspect. That was really cool. But yeah, after once or twice and there's bad guys trying to kill you, Grace, maybe stay with the super spy. Yeah, just calm down. But yeah, I thought, yeah, her, her death didn't feel honourable. It didn't feel like yeah, it was worthy. Yeah, honourable. That's yeah. a good word. Just uh, didn't feel worthy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right, and lastly, I will mention Vanessa Kirby, who played the White Widow. She is brilliant. Uh, Where's she from? Where would you know? She's Fast and Furious. Oh no, you know. Sorry, you didn't. Did you watch Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, uh, yeah. She's the Jason Statham's brother, sister in that. Uh, okay. What do you know her from though? She's in loads, actually. Yeah, she's got a recognizable face. She's uh, apparently front runner at the minute for Sue Storm, and I would love that. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I think I could really see her as Sue Storm. Yeah. Um, right. Should we talk stunts? Yeah. Uh, we're coming sort of to an end now, but I've got a really interesting thing I want to raise with you. That motorbike stunt from Tom Cruise, fantastic. Incredible. I can't believe it's him. It's brilliant. However, yep. I'd seen it 400 times throughout the marketing of the movie. When it happened, I was a little bit like... Seen this. Seen this. Yeah, I was the same. I was quite underwhelmed with the stunts. I was quite underwhelmed. It wasn't much. And also, <laughs> wait, he's making me laugh. My stomach. <laughs> um, and it sounds really muggy because what he's done, and we are so we are big fans of Tom Cruise. Yeah. We love him, but the even the speed, um, you know, when he gets off the, the train at the end and he does the speed gliding. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes of that. Really intense, close to the ground. What he done. But in the movie, he didn't do any of that. We didn't see any of that. So like he's having a lovely little glide. He just glides down and then goes, eee. Yeah. And like, again, we're making it sound like that's easy and actors would do that for ease. We know they don't, but maybe Tom Cruise has set the bar so high. that. And yeah, I just felt like they marketed the movie too much with the stunts. Yeah, I think so. And the train going off the track as well. 
Do you know them really shit 80s action films where it goes and you see one shot and you see another shot but it's the same thing? Yes. It was a bit like that. Yeah. And I thought, that's a, that's a bit Okay, shit, a bit that's true. Well, that's a good segue because I agree with Connor there on the sort of the CGI front. But that scene, however, I thought was brilliant. When they're climbing through. When they're going through yeah. cart by cart. Then it, then it drops off. Then they're in a different type of room, dining room. Yeah. And they're different obstacles to navigate. I found that me and Jade were almost like grabbing each other because it was really horrible to think about you dangling and like when the piano was about to fall. Yeah. It was just, I thought that was really good. There's no music as well. Yeah, I didn't, added to didn't it. think about that. It yeah, was, added weight so to it. Uh, yeah, so again, we're saying the stunts were great, but we just wanted to emphasise, maybe don't market the movie, you know, 100% on that stunt because I was a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I was. Apologies. And, and you see the cliff in the background, you thought, yeah. oh, that's the ramp. Exactly. I've seen that. Um, right, before we get onto rankings, I need a ranking from you in a second. Yeah. Uh, not so much a ranking, but where does this come in terms of the seven Mission Impossible movies we've had? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to read out a couple of people on our Twitter that gave their thoughts on the movie. Um, just like to do that every now and again to give them a voice. It's your podcast as well. It's not really, it's ours. So uh, stay away. Uh, no, I'm joking. Right. Let's start with you, uh, Joe the Whiteman. Um, Whitman, sorry, that sounds a bit racist. Uh, so, uh, not as good as Fallout, which is one of the greatest all-time action movies, but still a great movie. It was gripping, tense, and creepy throughout, and the pace was spot on. Um, I would sort of say, yeah, it was a bit creepy with the AI aspect. You know, with it, when it sort of was, when there was in that party in rome and it was all going around yeah, it's a bit a, creepy it's a bit like an alien wasn't it yeah it was a bit weird yeah so fair play i sort of see where you're coming from then uh this is from clive absolute phenomenal film he'd done it again he deserves more praise than he gets i think mean, he gets a fair bit to be fair. <laughs> he gets loads i don't care for his religious beliefs he doesn't preach i should maybe not have done this one <laughs> doesn't <laughs> preach those to the world i care about his job and what he does preach and that's movies he does this absolutely fucking awesome uh, this is from Kevin Lee. What's incredible to me is that even though I do think Fallout is definitely better, I'm sensing a theme here that yeah. Fallout's number one. Uh, the more you zoom out and look at the MI films on a curve compared to the other action blockbusters, Dead Reckoning doesn't feel far off. Uh, yeah, and then someone else just saying the movie had great action part with thumping music and ticked all the boxing for, boxes for an action thriller. Uh, and that was, who was that young man? Shout out. Uh, that was Hemifrage. Oh, Hemifrage, I'll say, with a thumping music. It seems like the theme this year is club scenes and dancing. Like John Wick. Like John Wick. And everyone's having a little, it's a bit weird, and everyone's like weird dancers. Yeah. That is the theme. That's uh, 2023. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the box office doesn't appreciate that. Uh, right. So, Com, let's end it. Where does this film come for you in terms of the Mission Impossible saga? Uh, I do think Fallout is better. I agree. That's number one for me, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, where would I go? Would you say. What do you? What's your thoughts on Mission Impossible One? I really like Number One. I really like it. Yeah, I, 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 I think Number One's probably better than this one. I agree. I say it's probably third or maybe fourth. They, they also tried. They brought back a lot of aspects of that Mission Impossible first movie with the sleight of hand. He does the same thing with keys in the first movie. Yeah. Um, and the tr- it's all about the train as the final scene. Exactly the same as the first movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with Connor. I think number one was better than this. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we have to decide whether num- number two is the worst. We know that. Yeah, for sure. On. You've got Ghost Protocol in Dubai, and you've got Rogue Nation. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 
I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say this is better than Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation. Yeah, I'd think so. Just. Yeah. But I'm going to say it's better. So we're putting this third behind Fallout in number one and the first Mission Impossible movie is number two. Not to do with nostalgia, it's just that first movie is brilliant. Yeah, I, I think the MI franchise could be one of the greatest franchises ever. It's really solid. By, by that second movie, Yeah, it's really solid. It's up there with it's up there with the likes of Harry Potter. 100%. Lord of the Rings. Even the Rocky Wars. franchise has a lot of hitters, yeah. pardon the pun, but it does hit a lot of movies and it, and it doesn't sell. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Really, really top franchise. Can't wait for this second one, and I think they're ending it at a great good time. Yeah. Uh, right, that brings us on to what is on our screens. Tell me! What you got there, boy? I have watched The Outlaws on Netflix. Do you remember that film I said about the trailer? Yes. Is having some Happy Madison productions. It's a, a good, fun Netflix film. Mm, yeah, okay, that's what you'd what you want out of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's Brosnan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, exactly what you'd expect. It's a bit like Red Notice, but not. It's, it's just a fun, comical heist in yeah. brackets film it's, it's good fun i assume does it go the way you think it's gonna go yeah yeah it's not it's very predictable is it it is very predictable yeah you know exactly what's gonna happen fair enough yeah but that's what you as you said that's it, isn't it? yeah it's what you want didn't cost me any money fair that's enough good. and i also watched um matilda the musical oh god don't film. tell jade that will be here all night do you know what good i enjoyed it what is it on it's on netflix oh, yeah god. so the, the music the film that they made was based off the london musical right and it's good. The, the actor, I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays Matilda, really good. They're stuck to the books. And she's not just magic for it. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. Because though the original Matilda, I can't stand her, the little girl. I hate it. Oh. Yeah. But it's good fun. Fair it's a musical. I like a musical, so... I'll tell Jade that, because that's one of her favourite movies. Yeah, it's, it's weird. good. It's very strange. Anything else to you, mate? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, Obviously, uh, apart from Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Well, let's talk about what, what are you thinking about the series. I'm really enjoying I'm it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we've got, obviously, spoiler alert, we've got that, you know, death from Talos at the end. Yeah. Um, huge. We've got the, you know, this, the only thing I'm not liking about the series is, you know, the extremist part of the power where it, they heal. Yeah. Um, that sort of took away some stakes for me. Yeah, I thought it was exactly the same. Yeah. Just, yeah, I didn't, that, that didn't need to be a part of the Super Scrolls. Yeah. Um, but anyway, really, really good. <laughs> Feels such a break from the Marvel sort of um, formula at the minute. Really, really good. So I can't wait. Uh, I think they, they tweeted today that Wednesday is the finale. I know it's a limited series. That can't be right, though, is it? No, it can't be. I thought it was two more. I thought it was two more. Unless they're not dropping. Anyway, I'll look into it. Uh, maybe the Twitter got that wrong. Marvel Studios Twitter said, get ready for the finale this Wednesday. No. No, I don't. I, anyway, yeah. I, I just thought I mentioned. But yeah, Secret Invasion, really good. Samuel Jackson's acting is just still top draw. Yeah. Don't go anywhere, Samuel. Uh, I, I, um, I watched the breakdown, the YouTube breakdown. I can't remember the channel, and I'll try and find it, and I'll, I'll mention it next week. But it's a massive channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're called, um, spoilers, obviously, they're called Rody Scrody. Rody Scrody, brilliant. Scrody. I mean, that, that was. I, I didn't mind the fact that that was really predictable because mm-hmm. it need that needed to happen, I think, anyway. But the only question that is interesting is how long. Yeah. From Iron Man three, or like you don't know because they've been here for so many years, decades. Yeah. Be really interesting to find out when he's been a scroll from. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, really, really good series. Yeah. Um. Um. It's um. I've never. I haven't been excited for a Marvel series for a while. So I can't it's probably Loki. Yeah. Legit. Legit. So week I mean, week. I mean, it's, it's tough for them at the minute. It's not, not doing well view, viewership-wise. No one's really talking about it, yeah. which is a shame because it is really good. A um, couple of things I've been watching. The Bear, I finally watched it. 
Um, oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the cooking programs won yeah. so many Emmy nominations and stuff like that. It is very good. Yeah. I don't know why it is good, but me and Jade have... We was a bit unsure the first two episodes, and then by episode four, me and Jade looked at each other and went, bloody, they've got us. Yeah. Very, very good. I think you'd like it as well. Holly saw a trailer and she went, okay, so maybe... Oh, fair, fair enough. This. The only reason I've watched it is because everyone... It's one of them shows that everyone says, not not just one or two people, everyone that's seen it goes, it's fucking brilliant. I'm like, how? It's just yeah. cooking. But it's not. It's a lot. It's really, really good. Um, okay. Jack Ryan, final season. I've got the finale to watch. Uh, to not, I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Really good. It's it's ending perfectly. It feels like. Hopefully they stick the landing. Uh, yeah, really, really good show. It's a bit bittersweet because I do love it, but there's no need to drag it out. Four seasons is enough. Yeah. Uh, I recommend anyone to watch that. It's just solid. Uh, and then finally, I watched Deadpool 1 and 2. Ooh. Uh, got a bit hyped on all the, the Deadpool 3 uh, shots. Those two movies are... Very, very good. They are good, yeah. They are ex- exceptional. I think uh, they'll be all right with They three. absolutely nailed it. They, I think they'll be absolutely fine. It's yeah. just so fun. Uh, that's it for screens. Uh, now it's time for scraps. A bunch of scraps! What you got? No scrap. I've only got one scrap. Ooh. Uh, nothing really to add on to it. I just think it's a bit silly, in my opinion. Uh, Iman Vellani, who was Miss Marvel yeah. um, in the uh, Marvel sh- series, um, is been tapped to co-write the new Marvel comics, Miss Marvel. Um, I just think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. I, I think it, it... I googled, by the way. Sorry, I, I did Google to see if she was a writer. This yeah. is a this is a debut at comic writing. It, it, it's taking a job away from someone who is a aspiring writer and, and does this. Then would clearly do a better job. Yeah. It's like it's like um, when the Fantastic Four, when... The, Mr. Fantastic looked like John Krasinski. Yeah. It's like saying, like, you can't write it then, because it looks like you. Exactly that. Doesn't make sense. Exactly that. That's a really good aspect yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, I, look, look, really liked her. I didn't like the series. I didn't like the series at all, Miss Marvel. Really didn't like it. Neither did you, did you? No, I didn't. But she was quite good in, like, in, in the role. She'd done it, yeah. what she could with that. So I really like her, but I just, I think that's typical Marvel at the minute, just doing something silly to sort of try and go look what we're doing. Yeah rather than thinking, how do we make this comic great? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. That, that's just my thoughts on it. But anyway, that's the show. Yeah, that's it. Um, good to be back. I found out my stomach is in bits at the minute. So <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up really quick. <laughs> Next week, I'll be fighting fit, back in our usual chairs. Uh, and we've got a big one. Obviously, it looks like both of us are going to be seeing Barbie and Hop- Oppenheimer on yeah. the weekend. So we're having a full-on Barbenheimer episode. Uh, we're going to have all the news, all the trailers, everything that comes. Uh, so thank you for listening. And thanks for having us in your ears.